found your place, say amen. 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 John chapter number 4. Let's read here very familiar scripture in verse number 5 through verse number 7. The Bible says, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria. The he there is Jesus Christ. He's coming into Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. Let's read on down here, verse number 7. The Bible said, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Let's keep going. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask us drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked to him, and he would have given thee living water. Boy, I like what the Samaritan woman says right here. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence, hast, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Thank God. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I shall give. Uh, let, let me back up. But whoso, the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. God, we just thank you so much for your mercy. God, for your grace. Father, I'm so thankful for your saving Kayla. God, I'm so glad this morning just rejoicing in what you're doing. God, rejoicing in what you're going to do here at Mount View Baptist Church. Father God, we thank you for everyone come out this morning. And God, we just pray that you would loose my lips, loose my tongue. And God, may folks not see me, but see you. God, may you be high and lifted up. Father, and what you've done for your people. Father, we love you. We thank you. And God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'll preach on this thought this morning. Just a woman at a well. Just a woman at a well. And I'm going to give you some history on this book of John this morning. And then we're going to try and look at the context of our scripture here. And I'll try to get started in the message now. As you and I come to this great book of John this morning, we know this is the fourth gospel in the Word of God. And this Gospel of John this morning, it holds a high place of honor in Christianity today. It did back then and it still does today. And I guess that it always will. I love the book of John. Amen. It's in the book of John that John tells you why you need to be saved. It's in the book of John. And, uh, and I might be first John now, but anyway, it all runs together sometimes. But that's joy. Maybe oh, And there in the book of John, he said, I write unto you these things that she may know. I'm glad, thank God, this morning. I may not know much about science. And I may not know much about history. I may not know much about anything. But I'm glad that I know that 
this morning. Don't it feel good just to know that you know that you know. Hey friend, it's in the book of John this morning that we have one of the most quoted verses in the Word of God. Well, this is says our favorite one. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. May I say to you this morning, that's a truth in the Word of God. And it is still true in 2021. God loved His Son, but He gave it for you to die on Calvary's cross. Ain't you glad this morning that He done it? Amen. Amen. He loved the world. Hey, there's nothing in the world for us to love. But I'm glad God looked down and He seen sinners perishing on their way to hell. And He said, I love them. So I sent my son to die on the cross of Calvary for the world. Hey, not only is that one verse of the most quoted here, but I'm glad that it's true. Friend, if you're here and if you're lost this morning, that means that our God loves you enough that He sent Jesus Christ to die for you. Hey, friend, listen, we didn't deserve it. Hey, man, there's nothing we can do to earn it, but Christ sent Jesus anyhow hey, to set us free from all the mess that we as Him and you say, preacher, I'm not much of a mess. If you're lost, you're a mess. I'm telling you, without God in your life. Amen. Amen. Anyhow, while I'm at it, let me say this. Being a good person will not give you eternal life. Amen. Uh, trying to clean up your mouth will not give you eternal life. Stop trying, uh, uh, stop and trying to drink alcohol. Will not give you eternal life. Well, preacher, where it's at? Where's it at? Through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you get eternal life. Hey, friend, Friday night, Kayla come to an old-fashioned altar. And you know what happened? Hey, man, she come through the blood by grace through faith in the one that died for her. And she trusted in Him. She didn't trust in herself. She didn't trust in anybody else. She didn't trust in me. She trusted Christ. I love it, don't you? Shows me that Christ don't even need me. Hey, I like it. But the only thing giving you eternal life this morning is Jesus Christ. So another thing you see in this book of John is that you see the majority of this book focuses on the most important person that ever lived. Now there's a lot of folk that think the most important person is in the White House. <laughs> We all know I'm not going there this morning. I'm telling you, there's folks that think the most important person in the world are the Marines. Now, I'm thankful for what they're doing. Don't you get me wrong. Amen. I appreciate them. Because without them, we couldn't stand and preach the gospel of Christ this morning. They're, hey, they're fighting for our freedom. But listen to me, the most important person in the world is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This book focuses on Him. It shows us that importance, but it focuses on as well this morning on seven great I Am statements of Jesus Christ. Now this will bless your heart if you let it this morning. Listen, in John 6 and 35, in verse 41, 48, and 51, Jesus Christ says, I'm the bread of life. That is, this morning, He sustains our every need. Hey, He's there for us every 
every moment of every second. All right. So then we see in John 8 and verse number 12, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. In John 10 and verse number 7 and in verse number 9, Jesus says, I'm the door of the sheep. You know, that tells me if you want to get to heaven, He's the only way. He's the only door this morning. Hey, I'm telling you this morning, it's not some not head that I hold. You can't talk to a priest this morning, but His name is Jesus Christ. He is the door. He said, I am. Then we see Jesus in uh, John 10, verse 11 and 14. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. In John 11 and 25, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In John 15 and verse number 5, Jesus said, I'm the true vine. That brother J.R. was talking about this morning. He's the vine. He's the root. His name's Christ. We see that Jesus declares in the book of John seven times, He says that I am. That number seven mm, means perfection. That means in every situation, He's perfect. That means when we're down in, in the dumps, He's perfect. That means any time that we need Him, He's perfect. I'm telling you this morning, we ain't perfect, but Christ is for every situation and any single time. He's perfect. Amen. Been going through some Hard times at the church. And then we get a message from Kayla here. She's a sister in Christ now. And God is perfect. Sends us a little encouragement along the way. Hey, friend, I'm telling you this morning, Hebrews 13 and 5 said this, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. That tells me wherever I go, Christ is with me every step away. I'm telling you this morning, He'll give you peace when you can't find peace. I'm glad I've got a friend this morning that's sticking closer then a brother, i got to get on with the message. A friend, not only is he always here for us, he's perfect. Every problem, every trial, every time we battle something, Jesus never fails. He's always right. Even when we don't understand it, he's there. Alright, let's look at our context this morning here. And as we come to John chapter number 4... So Jesus here, he's having some trouble again with these Pharisees. And you know what? This morning, we're always going to have trouble with the Pharisees. They're always thinking they're better than Christ. They're banging their tongue, coming out the ear, and they're looking out their Pharisaical noses and everybody. Hey, and there they're doing it again to Christ. Listen here. The Bible said this in John uh, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. What's verse number two say? Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. So they're over here making false accusations against Christ. And we see all this play out. Then we see Jesus didn't answer them boys. But Jesus left. Now look at this. The Bible said in verse number three. He left Judea and departed again unto Galilee. Now, I don't know this morning why he didn't say nothing to them old boys, but I tell you what I'm saying. It wasn't time for him to stir up no strife. It wasn't time yet for him to go to Calvary, so he left. Now, if he didn't stir up some strife here, they'd killed him for the scripture being fulfilled, and the word's not going to let that happen. 
Amen. The words being Jesus Christ this morning. So with that on our minds, let's look at verse number four. The Bible said he must needs go through Samaria. Now he had to go through Samaria, I believe, for many reasons this morning. But I believe the main reason this morning, Brother J.R., is because Jesus knew there's going to be a woman there who was lost and needed to be saved. Amen. Amen. And he just happened to know she's going to be set beside a well. I believe that. Amen. Now he got there first. But him being all God and all man, he knew she's going to be coming by. All right, so this is now the people of this land of Samaria. This is what amazes me. They've been written off. They're outcasts, according to the Jews there. The Jews didn't want to have no dealings with the Samaritans. But boy, here comes Jesus Christ. He said, you know what? Y'all boys, man, I want nothing to do with that crowd. They souls in the mountains. Ain't you glad that when nobody wanted nothing to do with us, Jesus did. He come by our way one day, Satan, our never dying soul. Hey, I'm telling you, we might have been written off, but Christ hadn't written us off. I'm telling you, friend, as he went down there this morning, here's what plays out. The Bible said in verse number five, uh, then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sidechar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So we see this morning this place in which Jesus is in here is the place where Joseph's tomb was close by our lady in this morning. Now let's also read verse number 6. The Bible said, Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the six hours. So Jesus had been journeying, and the best I could tell was now noon. Now at noon, the sun was hot. It was beating down on him, and he was no doubt sweating. And he said, I'm tired. Now I don't know how many miles Jesus walked here, I didn't look at all that, but I know he walked a long way. Because he'd become tired along the way here, so Jesus Christ is sitting at this well. And I'm going to help us in just a little bit. Next time that we say we want to take a break, just tell everybody you're trying to be like Christ. Okay? Just don't take your balls out. Because your wife probably won't like it too good. Some of y'all catch that next week. Amen. I'm just kidding. So tell you all said, but it's 12 noon, so we know this morning the sun was hot. Jesus is weary here from his journey. But now look at something else. The Bible said in verse number 7. There cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me a drink. Now, it's amazing already Jesus is in this place of Samaria here. But it's even more amazing to this woman that Jesus, being a Jew, would ask anything from her. But the Bible says this. In verses 8 through 9, for his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, hast a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaria. So Christ was in a place in which the Jews would not go. They were isolated this morning from, from, from Christ and from the Jews, I guess you can say. But I'm glad this morning when I was isolated, Jesus stepped in. Ain't you glad this morning? But after, as this lady and Jesus is here now, we see why it is he must go through Samaria. 
The Bible says in verse number 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. So Jesus went to Samaria here, because he knew that this lady was going to be sitting at a well. And I'm going to try and preach a message in a minute this morning, but Jesus knew that this that she, uh, that, there, that she was coming to this well uh, to get some water. And the truth is this morning, yeah, Jesus was thirsty too. But friend, listen, he wanted to give her some water that lasts her for the rest of her life. That stirs me up. I'm telling you this morning, Jesus Christ would take his time to come down here to a no good lady, amen, to a no good, no Samaritan, and take his time just so she could get a drink of the water that would satisfy her soul. That does something for me this morning. You all know the rest of the story. The lady got a drink this morning, and uh, she never her soul never thirsted again. You know that. I'm going to give you three thoughts this morning. Number one, I see a woman. She's right there. Number two, I see a man. He's right there. Number three, I see a miracle. I see one of the biggest miracles happen here in the Bible that I've ever seen in my life. And boy, God showed me this at the beginning of the week and God began to stir me up. Let's look, number one, at the woman. Well, the Bible says in verses 7 through 9, there comes a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were going to weigh into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritan. We see the woman here, and as you see this woman, we see this woman here, it's not a happy woman. I believe she's sad. I believe she's in a miserable state, and I'll show you why in a minute. She had been isolated this morning. Well, what for? Well, look at this lady's life. She was a woman of Samaria. She's already isolated. The Bible says, verse number 9, Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? Here's the isolation. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So we see this woman has come to Jacob's well here. And then you study your Bible, you notice that there's a set time for the ladies to come to the well. They all went in the well again. Now, I don't know what they went down there to do. Gossip or whatever you women do and you get out, I don't know. Uh, But she has been isolated. Why? Because she's the only one at the well. Now, most of the time, they go to the well together. Here she is, alone. And boy, I got to thinking about that. Those other ladies, history tells us, they would have been at the well when it was the cool of the day. So while those women were there, they might have caught up on the town gossip and all that. They might have been and just enjoyed a moment by themselves without their husband at their side. I don't know this morning, but listen, we see her, this woman was alone. Why do you think she was alone? Well, I believe the Bible tells us right here. Verses 17 and 18 here say, The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus and her, thou spell said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that saidest thou truly. So, I don't know, I read this right, I think I do. She's had five husbands, and now she's shacked up with one. I mean, that's what I'm reading here. I don't know that. But anyway, she's with this other man. So not only is this woman an outcast living in Samaria, uh, she's an outcast from the other women as well. 
And could you imagine this morning the ladies talking about this woman at the well? I mean, they probably all gathered together. She's isolated from, from everybody. And I bet she is the talk of the town. Hey, so and so in that time, huh? She must be doing something crazy running all off. I mean, she's had five. And now she's the one. I can imagine sitting there. Because you know, she's probably on this one too. I mean, is that not how human beings are? We're gossiping, ain't we? And they probably had no compassion on her there. She's sitting at the well. They probably didn't pray for her, but they probably prayed on her. Amen. Like a coyote does a deer. Amen. But listen, they probably uh, ate her for supper and spit her out and chewed her up again and all that. And if we're not careful as children of God, we'll do the same thing. Find the good people and work for that. Try to. But you still got to preach the truth. And you still got to give the Word of God. All right, so listen, not only was she an outcast from those women, but she was in isolation from the one that mattered most, who was God. Look at me now. The Bible says in verses 20 through 22, Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So Jesus is letting this woman know here, and I'm going somewhere, it's going to take me a minute to get there. Jesus is letting this woman know that even what little worship she had was worshiping the wrong thing. He said, you worship, you know not. Now friend, that's exactly the same shame that a lot of people are in this morning. Brother J. Austin said, we didn't come to church to worship a preacher. We didn't come to church to worship a deacon. We didn't come to church to worship anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, a lot of people this morning are worshiping balls. Basketball, football, baseball, I like them all, but I'm not going to worship. Amen. Amen. And there's a lot of folks this morning who sit on a church view and they worship the church and the lights in the church and how much is in the bank account and they'll forget about God. I'm telling you, that's where we're at. They'll worship a program because I, I know I love it to death. I got to step down in church in, in a place called church. And uh, well, we do this, we do that. Well, what, what about Christ? What's he do there? It don't matter what we do. What does Christ do? Amen. That's exactly the shape, folks. This lady was in that shape. You worship, you know, not what. And this lady had no doubt worshiped some kind of false god. But Jesus said she's worshiping that she knew not. So we look at this woman. She's isolated here. I think she was in a bad state. She's isolated from all the other ladies in town. She's isolated here from the Jews. And she's isolated from God. And while I'm at this, let me say this this morning. If you're here and if you're lost this morning... I'm telling you, you're isolated this morning from God. Hey, I'm telling you, you, you know, you can get you a friend that'll stick you closer than a brother, but you've got to get saved. And if you're lost this morning, you're a sinner. The Bible says that you're on your way to hell. Right now. So, preacher, I'm lost. Well, if you died, help me where you, where you rest at. There won't be no rest there. But I want you to know something this morning. The Bible said, Isaiah 59 and verse number 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. You know what that tells me? 
If a lost person tries to pray, God does not hear that prayer. You're in isolation. You're separated. You can't be separated and be together at the same time. Alright, so God does not hear. What's the one prayer of a sinner that God hears? It's when they call His name to get born again by grace through faith. God hears that prayer. Then after that, you get you some fellowship with God and you, then you go to the throne room of God. Amen. So, alright, the only prayer that Jesus hears is that. So if you're lost, you lack this morning the ability to pray to an almighty God that created it all. You're in isolation. This lady was isolated. And there are a lot of people who go to church on Sunday and live like a devil for the week. And they're isolated. I didn't say they're lost. I said they're isolated. Because you can't live one way on Sunday morning and then go outside the church house and then act any way you please and then God expect God to hear your prayer. Sin separates and divides. I'm going somewhere to help us in a minute. We've got to stay cleaned up, confessed up, prayed up, shined up as the Lord can get us. And we've got to stay with Him. And then God will hear our prayer. Now, your prayer has goes nowhere if you're lost. Understand that. You're in isolation. So here's this lady. She's miserable. She's isolated. And then she's ignorant. Now I don't mean that mean. The Bible said in verse number 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knewest the gift of God. So she didn't know. And who it is that said to thee, give me the drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Now Jesus said, if thou knewest. So we see here she's ignorant. She's isolated. Why is she ignorant? Because she doesn't know the gift of God. Well, if you're here, if you're lost this morning, I just want to tell you something. This lady here got to drink the living water. And at first she was ignorant of the living water. But I'm telling you this morning, you can get you a clue. About this living water this morning. She had no clue about it this morning. And you need to get you a clue this morning of the living water. Hey, it's about the gift of God this morning, which is eternal life. Jesus tells her if she only knew that she had asked for that living water. I'm telling you this morning, there's some water. Amen. That you can get. And it ain't like this water right here. Every time I drink a sip, I'm about to get dry and I'm going to have it again. But ever since I got saved, I got me some water, brother. JR, my soul's never thirsted again. Why is that? Because I'm saved and it's always there. I'm telling you, you can get you a drink and last you for a lifetime. Hey, listen to me. Here's this woman. She's in a miserable state. She's isolated, living in inconsistencies as well. Look at this. Here's this woman. She's living in a bad past. Her past this morning is hanging over her head in the Word of God. And maybe you're here this morning. You said, Preacher, my past. I'm not proud of it. Maybe it's hanging over your head this morning like it was this woman. Listen, the Bible said here in verses 16 to 18. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband, come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that said us now truly. Now you got to understand. 
It was bad to have that many husbands in that day. So this shame and this guilt is hanging over this lady's head. And she's at the well. And she don't know what to do about it. Hey, she had five husbands. She lived a rough life. She even tries to argue with Jesus on the place where she ought to worship him. Look at your Bible. The Bible said, verses 19 through 21, the, say, the, the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Listen to this. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Now, listen to that. You're saying we need to worship over here, but I've worshiped over here my whole life. But he said you worship, you know, not lawful. There's a lot of that goes on. But listen. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet, nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Jesus said you ought to worship in Jerusalem. Instead, you're worshiping here. And it's almost like she's trying to debate with Jesus. But Jesus also said, verses 22 and 23, you worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation. So the Jews, I'm telling you, ain't you glad? We know what we worship this morning. We don't have to think about it and worry about it. We worship the Lord. Hey, we can go to who can do something about whatever it is that we're going through. I'm telling you, that's who we worship. It's almost like Christ is telling her that you worship whatever it is you want to. But the true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. Look at your Bible. John 4, 23, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, well, there's a lot of worshipers in our day, but there's true worshipers, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. You know what God's doing this morning? God's looking for a people that will worship Him and praise Him and thank Him for all that He's done. But friend, there's a lot of people like this lady. And they'll try and debate religion just like she did here. She's telling him, you're telling me to worship in Jerusalem. Well, this is where my fathers have worshipped all their life. And friend, listen, Jesus says in the Word of God, He's saying you can worship whatever you want to, but it's not worship unless you're worshiping God. So friend, as you and I look at this Samaritan lady, we see she's isolated from God. She's ignorant from God. She's living in inconsistencies in her life. And if you're here and if you're lost, I just want you to know this morning, hear me well. You're like this Samaritan lady. Isolated from God. Now wait a minute. What does that mean? You look around at all the beauty. And everything God's created. The mountains. The sun. The moon. Everything that He's done. You have no fellowship with Him. What a miserable, miserable. Boy, just to have fellowship with God. It's a blessing. Let's look number two at the man. The Bible said in verses 4 through 6, And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. 
Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being weary with his journey sat thus on the well. It was about the sixth hour. So here's the man this morning that's man. We see that his name's Jesus here. And even though it didn't look like this woman met Jesus before, she's meeting him now. Amen. And friend, as you and I look at these verses here, we see Jesus is here and he's here in human form. Wow. God in the flesh. Is set with this Samaritan woman. Now you and me, we can read this and say, man, she was blessed. She said, I don't know who he is. Never met this man before. Boy, I'm glad I met a man. I had never met Jesus Christ is human. And he's here this morning. And he's tired. And he's thirsty. You know what that tells me? He was human. What do you mean, preacher? This man that was met wasn't just some man that you meet at the supermarket. It wasn't some man that you meet somewhere. I'm telling you, this man was Jesus Christ. But this man here, he had feelings. He came to his own and his own received him not. Hey, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. When it was him and a, and a thief sitting there. Now let me, you know he could feel. So don't you think he felt hurt? As all those people there betrayed him. He said, I've come to the Jew first and then the Gentile. He said, I've come to set you free. And you rejected me. Has anybody ever rejected you? It hurts. Hurts, don't it? Jesus could feel. What does that mean? That means as they slapped him in the face, he felt. That means this morning as he was taking the beating for you and for me, he felt. And every time that they beat him with the cat and nine tails, Jesus Christ, I can see the tears rolling down his eyes and the blood coming down his face. And he felt it. And here's this woman getting to eat with this man. You know what he's feeling today? Rejection. He died on the cross and as they... As they drove those nails from his hand and through his own. Now you gotta listen, you gotta understand. Those weren't just little nails. Little nails ain't gonna hold nobody to a cross. You can take some Reuben nails and I guarantee you about Ricky Flynn from all the way. You take a big old nail. They pierced his hand with that thing. And don't stay that I won't say this, but he told you, and don't you think he cried out? Oh, my hand, my hand, my hand. He felt it. He said, stop. Stop. And all he had to go, you know, he had to keep going for you. Hey, friend, I'm telling you this morning, he bore your guilt this morning. This Samaritan woman, her guilt hung over her head. I'm isolated from God. And Jesus Christ says, I'll take your pain as well. And now to the cross, hey, here's the man that was met. His name was Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. He could feel. He had feelings. 
A lot of people, lot of people say, well, that's God that turned the cross. Yeah, it was. It's God of human flesh. Amen. He fell every bit of it. And not one time do I hear him say, it's time to quit. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. We see the woman, the man that was met, number three. The miracle, and I'll be done. Look, look at this. This will bless your heart. The Bible said in verse 15, the woman said unto him, Sir, this is now she's saying this with the guilt over her head. She's saying this with all her pain here, uh, all this mess that she's done in her past. She said, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. She wasn't looking for that water. But I'm glad the water was looking for her. Hey, she said, I didn't come here to draw this water, but I'm telling you what, I want some of it. Boy, I tell you what, I'm glad I got me a drink one day. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm glad. I switched fountains, amen, and went to the fountain of life. Glory to God. Have you got your drink? Boy, I hope so. Friend, the day I got saved, what happened? Well, I come like this. This is empty. See that up in here. But then I got saved. I got like this. God poured out His Spirit into my spirit. And it's every time I take a drink, it's always there to drink again. Hey, I'm telling you, the day I got saved, my soul got full. The woman here, she's carrying something heavy. But when she got saved, she left all the heaviness behind. Look at your Bible. The Bible said in verse 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city. Hey, I'm telling you, everything that was in her past, she left it behind. She said, I'm going forward. And she went down to the city. Now, I don't know how heavy that water pot was. I ain't got a clue. I really don't care. But she got excited and she left that thing behind. That's what I know. Amen. Maybe that thing was going to get in the way here, but listen here. The Bible said in Hebrews 12 and verse number 1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I'm telling you this morning, if there's a past hanging over your head, lay it to the side. How do you do that? Give it to Christ. Let Him take your sin and wash it away and it'll be gone. It'll be gone out here. Like a home run. And the ball's never be seen again. Hey, that's what he done with our sin. A sin in your life, it'll hinder you. Child of God, sin in your life will hinder you too. If you're lost, sin in your life will hinder you. There's only one way to get rid of it. Only one way. Through Christ. That's it. This lady, this lady she met Jesus at the well. Now don't you get a hold of this. I'm going to try not to shout. She left the weight of all that sin behind. But not only did she do that, she went and told everybody what happened. The Bible said in verses 28 through 29, the woman left her water pot and went away into the city and said to the men, come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did. You know what? We get to preach sometimes Folks get mad. That preacher, he's been spying on me. He knows what I did last week. So I know, God knows. I ain't got a clue. 
Hey, don't shoot the messenger. Hey, man, just cause tell the truth. I didn't have a clue what you done last week. God did. Well, listen here this morning. She told him what happened at the well. I'm going to use you again, Kayla. She got saved. I scrolled through Facebook. My wife told me about it. Then I had to say And you know what she done? She said, I just want to, I'm not going to word this right. But pretty much what she done. So I just want to tell everybody I got saved. She said, let me tell you about a man. Whose name is Jesus Christ? Hey, let me tell you about a drink I got. The day I got saved from the devil's hell. Hey, and the greatest thing I see about all that is I see this. This lady got eternal life. But then, Brother J.R., I see this. She got a well way down deep within her soul. The Bible said, verses 13 through 14, Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up in the everlasting life. Hey, I don't know about you, but if you're here, you're safe this morning. I'm glad that I've got a lamb and his name is Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, what you getting at this morning? Hold on just a minute. Listen, that means I've got a well in the bad times, Brother J.R. That means I've got a well in the good times, Brother Shane. There's a well that springs down in our soul each and every time we have it. It's there. Hey, listen to this. The Bible said in Isaiah 12 and verse number 3. Therefore with joy shall you draw out of the water the wells of salvation. Oh boy. I'm glad every time I need a drink. I can go down there in the well that's inside. Amen. And I can get me a drink of water. And then, hey, I might be like his. And I, I don't need a whole lot. But sometimes God will give me a lot. But first, you know what I might say? Hey, God, there's a bad time coming. Well, He'll give me some enough for the way. And I might say, God, I'm going through something right now. And He might say, well, here's some more for the way. And, and there's times I may be going through things. And, and there's times I may be down. But you know what? He'll begin to fill my well up. And then that well will spill over to this well. Amen. And that well will spill over to that well. Preach the way you're talking about. Hey, I'm telling you, God's got enough grace in the well. And it'll spill out on you and spill over to somebody else. I like it. Hey, don't look at me like that. I'm having a good time whether you are or not. Hey, listen, there are unlimited treasures that can be found the life of the child of God called wells. Every time I need love, that well gives me love. There's times I don't feel very loved. And God pulls some love in the well. There's times I might go through some, some bad times and say, Lord, I need some help. You gotta get in the well. You gotta pour me out a little help. Hey, every time I need something, it's there. Every time I've got a need, we've got, we can draw from the will of grace. Listen to me. The Bible said in Hebrews 4 and 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need.
saying there's a need. There's grace. Sister Missy, there's a need. There's enough grace in the way to get you through what you're going through. Church, there's a well, and we need to draw from it. And Christ has a big old well of grace just waiting on us to get it. If you're here and if you're lost, there's a well you need to draw from. It's the same well. It's called grace. That is undeserved kindness. We don't deserve it. But Christ is willing to give it anyway. Thank God for the well. Just a woman at a well. Well was deep. That well's closed up today. The Jacob's well is. Didn't matter how deep her well was. Christ filled her well up. Amen. Just a woman at a well. We've got a well today. His name's Jesus Christ. Amen. When's the last time you said that? We ain't nothing. Just like this Samaritan woman, we ain't nothing. But boy, our well's big enough. Our well's big enough to help us with every need. Provides grace to help in a time of need. Here's the thing about that well. They're with us everywhere we go. Amen. Maybe miles away. Maybe you're the well still there. Every once in a while, well, set up a chair. Pull up a chair. And just sit at the well. And just draw from the fountain of grace. He'll fill you up. And then. That well, he'll fill her up again. Yeah. And the next time you need it, it's just as full as it was the last time you went. Just a woman at a well. Just a woman at a well. Let's all stand, our heads bowed, and our eyes closed. I had a whole lot more to save God stopping me here. Just a woman at a well. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We won't have any, any singing this morning that